Welcome to back to Benji and the Tobes, which is still a working title. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to <laughs> get better at this title thing or not. What do you think? No, I think that title is going to be working for a while. Uh, it's going to be working for a while. I think uh, eventually we're going to come up with a better title and then um, <laughs> then that's going to be the working title until we get back to Benji and the Tobes. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is part two, by the way, and uh, we're up to, we've gone past Heartstoppers, which we spent about half an hour talking about. I don't know how long we actually spent on it. Um, but I think the next thing we want to talk about how uh, New Zealand AIDS Foundation has uh, completely rebranded themselves. Do you know much about this? No, I know very little other than it happened. So, um, so New Zealand, let's start that again. Uh, New Zealand AIDS Foundation, um, as you know, or as you might know, started in the 1980s ish, um, in the uprise of the pandemic. Uh, and I guess that their main role was always about helping mostly i say this for a reason gay men um cisgendered gay men but um anyone that identifies as a man they help um raise money for support um as well as uh, giving them counseling treatment and also raise money for um other projects for the community like big gay out they run big gay out and other things uh research etc but mm. um they've uh changed their name to the Burnett Foundation Aotearoa, uh, because they are now wanting because recently, uh, they they recently re- released these figures called the HIV uh, numbers, how things are going, and this was in May twelfth, and be, this year was the lowest spread in HIV um, acquired in New Zealand since nineteen ninety. I believe there has wow. been a death for AIDS in such a long time. I think there was only 43 people that was diagnosed or acquired um, through sexual transmission in New Zealand, which is the lowest since 1990. And it was down by 51% since last year. So that's like a huge... Wow, it's quite a drop. Yeah. And I guess in a way, like the New Zealand AIDS Foundation, their main goal is to get themselves out of the job by getting rid of... Um, you know, AIDS, <laughs> HIV, AIDS, that, that they're, you know, and their main goal is to stop transmission of HIV by 2025 completely in New Zealand. But they're kind of like getting closer to that goal. So the next best thing they can do is focus on other sexually transmitted illnesses and diseases. So that's what the aim is, is, um, Instead of calling themselves New Zealand AIDS Foundation, they've made their name more broad, Burnett Foundation Aotearoa. Um, mm. So um, Burnett, I think his name was Bruce Burnett, which is what the foundation is named after, who was a leading person in AIDS and HIV awareness back in the 80s. So they named the foundation, they named their clinic after them and I guess the foundation after him as well. And which you should uh, go on Google, uh, search up, Burnett, I think his name is Bruce Burnett, and you might find a bunch of stuff about him. So yeah, uh, what do you think? Right, that sounds really cool. Um, I'm curious what what was it that do we know why there was a sudden decline in HIV and AIDS transmission? Um, well, of course it's their campaigning, um, but I guess <laughs> uh, because they've got their campaign of ending HIV, but 
I personally think it's the produ- the production of the brand new um, pill that's been going on around since the last four years, five years of prep, which is the, it's kind of like, I like to call it like the birth control for gay men. It stops them from transmitting HIV. If you don't actually have HIV, it, tra- it stops people from getting HIV with this pill. So um, I like to call it the birth control for gay men. Uh, I, I think it's the easiest way to think about it. It's a good <laughs> analogy, really. Yeah, that's, like, really, that's amazing. Does it work the other way around too, or is it just for people who don't have it? So for H, so for people who are HIV positive, like once you're actually um, got HIV, the main aim is to get your viral load low, and um, right. once you are undetectable, and when we say undetectable, it means that they can't see it in the blood. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're cured from HIV. It's just that they can't find it in their blood um but if they're undetectable by their viral load it means that they're less likely to give it to other people as well so um being undetectable and being on and the other person being on prep helps um no longer spread the HIV, uh, no longer spreading hiv to other people mm. and of course there's That's the whole awesome. there's the whole um campaign of always wear your condoms and on top of that there's a test regular like every three months um which i've always had the uh, belief that every gay man no matter what if you're sexually active you should be getting tested every three months even if you're monogamous um or just got one partner or if you're a complete slut and uh um and as a you know, a hooker, gigolo or something, get every three months. Because <laughs> then at least by three months, you can actually have a track record. Um, and on top of that, three months yep. is a uh, um, window period for when HIV can be shown up on tests anyway. Right. Yeah. So just get in there early. Yeah, exactly. As soon as you can. And um, I think there is some research that suggests that if you have sex with someone who is HIV positive and the condom broke and you start medication that day, kind of like the morning after pill with PrEP, um, it helps um, stops the virus from spreading throughout the body. So there is a possibility that you could um, not get HIV if you went on the pill straight away. So, yeah. Wow. That's quite yeah. major. That, that is quite major. So, I think what was the campaign? I just uh, you know do a Google search. Where where is the research in this? Um, <laughs> was it ending HIV? Because that's the campaign that we're using. Because they they had like a whole um, thing about. Oh no, they, did they take down? No, no, that's my computer slow. No, no, maybe they did <laughs> take it down. How dare they? Ending HIV. Let's try this again. No, 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 no. It's thinking. It's nothing. Think- nothing, nothing. It could be just be my... Oh, no, there we go. I, I went to a different link. So I th- what was the old... Um, you equals you um, thing. I try and look for it. No, I can't find it. Well, the organizations now focus on not just um, HIV, but also the full... Um, full STDs, STIs for gay men, and it, it's a good focus. That's a good. Oh, here we go. Um, think things to look out. So, uh, condoms and lube. Lube is very important, obviously. Prep to help you um, from getting stopping from HIV. 
U equals U, which is uh, U being undetectable. Uh, PEP, I always forget what that means. Oh, emergency HIV prevention, which is what we spoke about. By the way, this show is not sponsored by a, a Burnett Foundation. Getting SCI, uh, testing early and SCI tests. We, we, yeah, we should. Uh, we we yeah. should. Future, future goals. So, yeah, so yeah. that. So yeah, there we go. That's our two things. Okay, we can move on to uh, any final comments about that. Um, I was actually curious if because you said it was the name comes from Bruce Burnett. Yeah. Okay. We can. Yes. Uh, let's have a. Is it Bruce Burnett? Burnett. I was curious if he's still alive. No, he's not. He died in 1985, oh. I believe, possibly from HIV. Um, right. Da, 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 da. yeah he died from H- um, AIDS as well but he's well known for um, for uh, raising awareness from HIV AIDS uh, and he was not just that but also with the hotline education yeah you know, a whole bunch of stuff so he, he oh he's got an architecture t- degree uh, but he did not oh no he did <laughs> he didn't complete the architecture degree he just was doing architecture um, but yeah so that, that was his thing. So then he did such a good job. They named the whole thing after him. So yeah, Google, Google, Google is your best friend. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I have to say the reason why I had to say it's for gay men is because um, woman positive is the woman's version of that. And they, uh, I guess um, there's, there's obviously a positive woman. I think it's actually called, I think, they, I don't know why, but they've they've kind of like got their own um, organization. They've kind of segregated themselves from each other, and I guess it's the main focus is gay men in the organization because gay men is the main people who get HIV. I I, I don't know. Mm. It's politics in the end. I don't get involved with politics. <laughs> Do you know if there's a if there's an organization that's for everyone in general that hasn't specified or if there's an organization for straight men because i imagine it would be pretty pretty well, hard for straight men to and and like in and, and fairness this is supposedly supposed to be for everyone but their focus was for gay men i mean like of course straight men can yeah. go them and they do have some marketing for straight men but it's mostly gay men and of course if there's another organization called body positive which does the same thing but more for people who mm. are, are already are HIV positive. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So, next thing we're going to talk about is our recent experiences of watching Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Now, before... I'm so curious what you think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that you've told me a story how um, you were laughing in the theater and like you're getting harassed because <laughs> you found it funny and people were like, so serious about this. That's God, right. Yeah. God, tell us that story. Yeah. So I went to see, I think it was Fast and the Furious 7. And I was, I, from the beginning, I was laughing so much and so loud I had completely given up on taking it seriously at any point I was having a really good time because there were some absolutely incredible impossible scenes um a lot of visual humor is is it like um, in the film is it like uh how 
I've, I've seen some trailers for some sort of stuff, but it's kind of like Fast and Furious meets Transformers almost, or... Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> I don't even know how to... How, I, I wouldn't actually know how to describe so much of that film without completely spoiling it. Um, <laughs> it's It was ridiculous. I, I haven't seen all of the Fast and Furious films, but that was the most ridiculous one I've ever seen. And so, you know, I was laughing a lot. And at some point in the film, I couldn't see him very well, but I think he was probably the largest man I've ever seen in my life starts walking over towards me and I hear this very deep voice you know start threatening me basically telling me that he was gonna personally throw me out of the theater if I didn't shut up right then and there (laughs) it was a little bit intimidating to be honest masculine men very into their fast and furious cars that's what looked like the battling transformers or mission impossible sort of thing yeah so, he was taking it very seriously. Very, very seriously. Cars and stuff. Brum, brum. Um, but like, <laughs> the we watched Fast and Furious, I think, what was it, two, three weeks ago now? And yeah, about two weeks ago. Like two weeks ago. This is the first time I actually watched um, the first two films ever. And <laughs> I have to say, uh, <laughs> they, they weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I was expecting more. Right? Like, first of all, the, the 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 there was a filter from the nineteen eighties, even though it's a nineteen nineties film, the first film, mm. and like <laughs> the second film was a little bit better, but not by a lot. Overall, <laughs> I found it this. I, I love action films, but this was pretty boring. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna get what a bit of hate. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bit of hate for saying that. Yeah, probably. What did you think of the driving scenes themselves? I, I mean, um, I'm sure it's possible, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like in ways of like stunt drivers, it was awfully slow. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, like they're supposed to be like going very very fast around corners and stuff but it looks very slow as they go around those corners <laughs> and right i i'm sure that i know what they're trying to aim for but they could do it better but i, I guess 1990s and early 2000s that says it for you <laughs> i actually i do have a vivid memory of trying to watch too fast of too furious like years and years and years ago and i think i got to that um, Ferrari bit in that car lot and I was turned it off after that point saying, thinking like oh, I, can't, I just can't do this right now it's too boring and that was me as a kid so right. me as an adult I can see wow. myself I, I still agree to that kid I'm just, I still want to continue watching the series because I'm that type of person that when I start watching a series I need to finish it um, and so yeah. the next, next film we might as well just watch it in order um, next film being Tokyo Drift um, <laughs> I, I hope it's a lot better than the first two films <laughs> I mean maybe set your expectations low <laughs> and, and yeah set my I expectations like low yeah, like, I think you'll enjoy it right, have you seen that one or yeah okay, yep. okay. I watched it 
last year, I think. Oh, yeah, for the first time ever. For the first time yeah. ever? Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's a lot better. And then like, I guess from Fast and Furious 7 and beyond, it becomes very like super spaceship cars that like air jets they're driving in the air and like completely different whereas unrealistic with Vin Diesel versus The Rock and it's just massively (laughs) (laughs) outrageous like this is like you can't get even bigger than that for straight man world masculine straight man world no but that's the franchise it starts from at the bottom and you've seen the bottom now it starts there and it just escalates (laughs) <laughs> and it keeps escalating right, well, that's we what it does we haven't seen like <laughs> I heard that the spin-offs were good but you know I'm, I'm just, the jury's still out on this um, <laughs> do you have any further <laughs> comments on the Fast and the Furious I mean I agree with you that especially that first one is a little bit boring Yes, but there's still something about watching cars go fast you know it wasn't even fast though it was just like (laughs) fake fast just slowly around corner pretending that it's fast you can tell that need for speed (laughs) games were based off these films though oh yeah big time the games were better than the films so (laughs) all right so uh last couple things that we'll talk about we'll go talk about the our bundles uh, hobby because it's practically our hobby at the moment is eating all these bundles so toby and i have this mission the tobes and i benji and the tobes we've got this mission where we want to go around town not around town going around town um we want to go around and trying all these different um bundle deals from um from mcdonald's burger king uh carl's jr uh, KFC and like and onwards and onwards and we want to try and uh, kind of give them some sort of ratings and we'll give the, we're rating them by ways of price how much food we get and the taste um we're kind of yeah. we've already kind of done this but I guess next time when I'm actually out of isolation um we can actually start properly from doing it um <laughs> <laughs> but We've kind of already done this with what we've we done, Carl's. Oh, all those things that we just mentioned: uh, Carl's Jr., Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's. This is like completely opposite. Sorry, we've done a few bundles. Yeah, uh, this is completely o- opposite what the Heart Foundation is offering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. that uh, we're going to get like some sort of diabetes <laughs> from doing all this. So. Somewhere. Yeah, if you um, suffer from heart problems, this is where you stop listening. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, or if you're like in some sort of fast food anonymous, this is where you stop listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if you're anore- anorexic, this is where you start listening. Um, <laughs> so without giving any ratings, because we'll we'll actually start doing this on a regular basis every time we do these shows. Um, what what would you say is number one at the moment before we start doing the ratings? Ooh, um, I'd probably I'd probably go with Carl's Jr. To be honest, yeah, yeah, because mm. I, I agree. Because like 
I, I actually am the same because Carl's Jr. gave us seven burgers out of yeah. one bundle. I think actually it's six burgers and they offered us, oh, do you want to get an extra burger for a dollar or something like that? And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get extra burger for a dollar. Yeah. So we got seven burgers out of it. I think that was number one. It wasn't actually too bad yeah. food either. No, I mean, the burgers weren't that great, but the chips were really nice. And that just <laughs> that, that had such a big impact on me, to be honest. And also the Sundays, free Sundays, four free yeah. Sundays, and they've got I mean, lettuce wraps for gluten-free people. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, that was that was a big one. So, Carl's uh, Junior is in the lead currently. We should probably do like some sort of graph to put on social media or something like that. Carl's <laughs> Junior number one. Um, that's mm. <laughs> the benchmark right there, and we can start ranking them and like retry Carl's Junior and see where we'll put them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, I, I want to I want to include that new KFC bundle. Oh yes. As our next one. God, I, I see obesity in my future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, it's not every day. You'll be all right. <laughs> okay, um is there any other topics that we want to bring up? Uh, anything at all? Hmm. I guess we should um, probably um, cater to the boxing fans. Um, how we had the uh, we had three New Zealanders fight last weekend on the undisputed lightweight um, title fight, and uh, Junior Farr got get, um, had a shocking knockout uh, loss to Lucas Brown, which everyone still oh really yeah it was massive. I was um, I think it was like two minutes in the first round and. That wow. was that was a surprise. It was a surprise to me. Was, and I, I don't know why I'm surprised because Lucas Brown can hit. I mean, he's a former world champion himself. So that that mm. I, I think that shocked the world. People are calling yeah. it the biggest upset. So I hope that Junior I mean, Farr, I'm shocked right now. You haven't even seen the fight. So <laughs> no. that, that's that's your homework. Uh, just watch that fight. Yeah. What's the next fight that's coming up? I have to actually go on google oh it's the australian um, event on uh, june 15th i think it is i'm literally using my phone to search up what's the upcoming <laughs> schedule for boxing <laughs> we should have some elevated music while i'm looking this up because yeah. i you know I, I like the live stuff oh yeah it's friday june mm. 15th i believe it is Yes, it is June 15th in Australia. So that's probably going to be on Sky Sports TV. And that's going to have uh, Andre Mikhailovich on the undercard versus some random person from, I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Yes, Ven- Ven- Venezuela. <laughs> He's from Venezuela. Um, also, yeah, also on the card, we've got, what's his name? Francis. Where is it? Francis Whitey versus Jack Gibb. So um, that's a Dean Lonergan show. And Dean Lonergan's bringing back Fight for Life uh, later in the year. So that's going to be excellent. Oh, awesome. For those who know Fight for Life, that used to be a Duco event thing that happened generally around December, November, October, December. But he's doing it in July this time. And Dean Lonergan owns the rights to Fight for Life, but he's not doing it with Duco. He's doing it by himself. So it's going to be quite entertaining and exciting. And let's see. Given me Lamu, Liam Meeson, and Carl Spencer, like three rugby guys are going to be on the, on that card. So, and as well as um, 
Andre Mikhailovich and Jerome Pampelone. So that's going to be an exciting show on July oh. 21st and uh, Event Finder Stadium in North Shore. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. There you go. We've kind of struck the ego of the boxing world. So there you go. We've, we've, <laughs> we've met the bare minimum. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I think that, that that's it. I think that's it for part two. I think we did well. I think we did better than part one. <laughs> yeah. I think part one Not was... Too bad. Yeah, part one was purely heart stoppers and gay stuff. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm probably going to probably split these two parts apart. So we'll release one on Friday and one on Sunday. So people, well, today's Friday. So we'll release one tonight and one on Sunday. Just get people excited about everything. So yeah, this is Benji and the Tobes. Do you have a, a closing off saying you want to say? Um, a closing off saying? Yeah, we'll I don't know. Put on the spot. Oh, there you go. That, that's that, 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 that's your closing. I was saying there. Put there on the go. spot. The Tobe says, "Put yeah. on the spot." So we'll see you here next week, where we talk about uh, some sort of something that's put on the spot. You're here with yeah. Benji the Flea, Benji and the Tobes. That 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 that's it. <laughs>